okay, let's test with this one. No, there's the drive spinning up. I need to consolidate all these sound bites. Got it. Perfect. Okay. All right. I think, um, think we're good to go. I can see everyone's waveforms. We tested Mike's audio. Jamie is Jamie. And we are good to go. Mike, have you, uh, are, well, actually speaking of Skywars, are you done <laughs> with your script yet? No. <laughs> isn't that, isn't it due tomorrow? <laughs> have you even started? <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? I so told I you never, Mike wasted the last minute on everything. No, no. I, so, uh, well, we'll talk about this more in things too, but wait, when they say turn your script in on this particular date, I like, did any of you guys ask like, okay, what does that mean? Does that mean that you can't make any changes after that date? Like what's the hit me with the rule set that they gave you guys? Cause I never asked AJ this. Um, you know, the rules change every single year. I need to go back and look at this year's, but I do know there was a date to turn in a soundtrack yeah. for approval. You know, okay. it's family friendly event. Yeah. I can tell you, um, now that whatever, I'm going to be in the second one. Uh, from the time I turned in my soundtrack, I actually changed it before, yeah. you know, Sky Wars. So they never really heard that soundtrack, but, um, oh. you know, same, same songs in it. Um, last year, all we did was turn in our product list. So I don't know if that was part of the uh, fire marshal, like, you know, unit device, like, oh, uh, yeah. this is what's in the field. I don't know if I that need might, a script, that might have been it because I think yeah you know, that was the other thing that he was talking about too was like he he was fucking around with a spreadsheet or something I assume I just assumed that that was like uh, consolidating product like use product and um, yeah, yeah I, you know we have the budget so they yeah, want to yeah. know the product and the Pricing price next to each and, yeah. of it okay. you know to make sure that you're within the budget so again I think between the time I turned it in and then what we actually shot you know I'd whatever switched out a product or two but directionally still within correct. The budget. <laughs> it was directionally direct, yeah, it correct was directionally correct <laughs> yeah my one sound piece of advice to the pyro out there is uh don't procrastinate but i am the ultimate procrastinator yeah yeah when you. you said your july 4th show on july 1st i haven't started scripting it yet <laughs> Chad's. I'm like, how do you even do that? <laughs> it's a good question. A Sky Wars show, like yeah. how long it takes per minute of a uh, design? Because I'm going to say, sixty. It's probably seconds. like five to ten hours of design for each minute of show. Is just my guess. I wish the program could actually calculate that for you in finale, but um, yeah, it does not. I have to script when I feel it, like. Like Roderick's block, I'll start scripting. I'm like, I'm not feeling this, and it becomes a chore, so I stop. Yeah, and it might take me a week or two to actually be like, Oh, I'm on fire. Okay, sorry, I gotta go, <laughs> gotta work. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> That's just me, though. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. Uh, okay, uh, before we get into the the pyro stuff, Mikey, um, have you been flying lately? I have. We just did an annual on the plane and yeah. I got to take the test flight up. So nice, um, I'm back on the ground. So yeah, it's it's beautiful. Um, yeah. Sunrise, sunset, those are my favorite times to go yeah. up and fly them. But um, yeah, 
Love yeah. it. Are, are you, uh, I can't remember. I feel like I asked you this a year or two ago, but do you, are you part of like a, I don't know what you call it. Is it like group ownership or like club owner ownership of the plane or? Yeah, they have those actually. So I, I, I got my private pilot's license when I was, uh, in college, right before we, uh, had our daughter, I guess, actually. And, um, Life then happened, and so, uh, what's that, like you know, money years and ago? time. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that was yeah, that was like 1995 ish or whatever. Yeah, and you know, and since and then I just stopped, and yeah. um, oh five fifteen. So like twenty plus years went by. My father in law, who grew up flying and then owned a plane with like a group of three other guys, they had sold it. He hadn't been flying for a while either, and then one day out of the blue, he called me and said, "Hey." I've always wanted a Grumman Tiger. I found one down in Texas. Uh, are you interested? And, um, you know, at that point, I was kind of interested. Yeah. Um, luckily, that was way before all the prices of Skydrock. So, if nothing <laughs> else, it's been a good investment. But, um, <laughs> you know, um, I got current pretty quick with a yeah. flight instructor. And, yeah, I mean, you know, I tell people I like to try to fly once a week, even if it's just 30, 35 minutes or I whatever, that, you know, I like to try to fly, you know, just to go up, go, we've got a lake not too far, like, you know, seven minutes in the air, you can kind of go yeah. over and then I love it when there's kind of broken clouds, you go yeah. fly in between you, the clouds up on do top you have of the clouds. Your, do you have your instrument ready? I do not. You know, yeah. Maybe one uh, day, but yeah. um, no. <laughs> my, my flight experience extends to uh, like simulator flying. But I, dude, I tell you what, I absolutely loved that as a kid. Loved it as a kid. And then even in the last, uh, I don't know what, three or four years when they came out with the new flight simulator, I got back into it and I was like, oh man, this is, I miss this. This is so much fun. You'd, you'd be surprised at how easy that transitions over to really? the real thing. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I'm sure they can, I'm sure they try to make the models of the aircrafts, you know, similar to real life. But I mean, just like, all of your procedures and things like that. It was, it scared me to death, dude. The first time that I got on, you know what VATSIM is? You ever heard of that? Yep. yep. Yeah. I got on, I got on VATSIM the first, for the first time, like a, a year ago. And I, I only got on three or four times, but it's like, it's, it scared you to death, right? Cause you're like, oh my God. And you tried to, you know, like I got uh, SIM pulled up on one screen. I got all, all my nav paperwork and stuff pulled up on another screen. And then <laughs> on my other screen, I've got all of like my templates for, okay, here's how to, you know, make a radio call and not sound like a dipshit because <laughs> you're talking to yeah. real human Trust beings. me, when I go into controlled airspace, I have everything Anxiety. written down ahead of time just yeah. so I, you know, I don't flub up the uh, radio calls. But yeah. around here, I actually have to fly a pretty good distance to even get to controlled airspace really? where, I'm, where I'm talking to somebody. Uh, so most of the time I'm just talking to thin air. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, let's do this. Love it. It's time to fly through fireballs. <laughs> to fly. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Rhythm Pyro Podcast. Where Rosie, AJ, and Jamie ignite your passion for pyro musical show design while testing the very limits of your capacity for stupid. Welcome, everyone, to the Rhythm Pyro Podcast. I'm Bo. That's Jamie. Hi. And uh, we're hobbyists and semi-professional pyro show designers. And we're 
big fans of the Modern Pirate Musical. And this podcast is a place where you can get together, talk shop, talk art, share tips, tricks, news, and insights with you. Today, we are with Mike Allen from... Mike, you're from Glasgow, Kentucky, right? <laughs> Glasgow, yep. Glasgow. Just like Scotland. Okay. Glasgow. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, Mike is a... Uh, Mike is a hobbyist show designer. Do you... Have you done any commercial design? I don't know if you play much in the one three world. So I actually just got my ATF like a month ago. Nice. They didn't give it to me till after the fourth of July. I also created just a, a Boom Pies Family Fireworks LLC. Nice, I'm getting man. close to retirement. Um so, you know, a side hustle in retirement with uh maybe a little cash inflow would be something I yeah. would be interested yeah. in. Yeah. Fireworks are fireworks are fun and the the first thing you want to do is like you, you want to shoot fireworks and you can go out and get involved in the club scene and do it on somebody else's dime. But, you know, being able to do that and kind of bring joy to people that actually <laughs> buy their fireworks <laughs> and then let you shoot them <laughs> off. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> thanks for, uh, thanks for popping in my dude. We're happy to have you. I'm honored to be on here, man. <laughs> I, I, I have I have listened to every episode as soon as it comes out. I have liked we them on sorry. social medias. <laughs> so you hear that, Jamie? He's honored to be on this shit show. <laughs> Fold him. Psych. Uh, I see the numbers, man. You are killing it. This is fun, man. I've always I've always liked talking with people about fireworks. I mean, you get excited, right? And I think it's that same kind of interaction that you have with, you know, that interaction that you have with other pyros when you have the chance to kind of talk about stuff, it, it really does become something special. And that's why I really love all the community events. And that's why I love, you know, having good friends in the club scene and, and people that, you know, inter to interact with on um, the forums and groups and stuff. It's, it's so fun to chat fireworks, man. It's, and it's so fun to do it with super creative people, you know, like yourself and it's, you know, like Jamie and AJ and everybody else that I get the chance to talk to. It's, it truly is a, it's, it's my pleasure. I never worked at Chick-fil-A. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your, what's your story, dude? How did you get into fireworks? You know, as a kid, you said you kind of grew up with it. The only thing I can remember as a kid about fireworks is in, <laughs> I'm dating myself, but like I was seven in 1976 when the bicentennial <laughs> was. And, and, you know, I guess that was a big deal for fireworks. And I can remember the community fireworks show. Uh, that's That's the only thing as a kid I can remember. After that, we had, my wife and I had gone off to college. We were far away from our hometown. We took a couple of jobs, was, you know, working away from family for a while, had an opportunity to actually move back um, to Glasgow um, in 2000. And we moved back, built a house. And that first uh, 4th of July, we were back. The house was still under construction, but we had a party out there, you know, where you, whatever, grill some burgers. And um, all I can remember is we had some fireworks in the back of a pickup. And <laughs> it was probably the most... Uh, you know, unsafe thing of lighting <laughs> fireworks that I can remember. And, I, need a, you know, I, I need a tale I, as old as time sound clip. Man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I hear you. So I think, you know, we probably had like 25 people at that party and we had a good time, right? And yeah. so the next the, ne the next year, the house is built and hey, 4th of July party was fun last year. Let's let's do it again. Nice. And, you know, from, from like the next, you know, four or five years, the thing grew to where... Now we had two hay wagons and I'm using a propane, you know, <laughs> torch with a starter trigger on it. And, 
you know, 200 people are, you know, coming and showing up. And it, 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 it got out of control, especially for that season of my life. Yeah. And by this time, you know, my daughter was like 10. And, <laughs> you know, we were spending a lot of time, money, resources on 4th of July. And we stopped cold turkey for like the 12 years. Oh, my. No fireworks. And uh, at that time, I mean, I mean, I'll tell you, we instead of spending the money on fireworks in that party, we spent it on Disney annual passes and went and watched nice. their fireworks. Yeah. And, you know, I saw every fireworks show they had, whether it was New Year's or Fourth wow. of July or just their normal ones or a special Star Wars one or, you know, and, and we enjoyed them. Um, so fast forward to now, my daughter, Brittany, is graduating college. Um, her boyfriend at the time actually takes her to Disney and they get engaged. And yeah, nice. you know, one of the first questions she asks is, Dad, can we have fireworks at my wedding? And so that led me down the rabbit hole of <laughs> choreographed power musicals and electronic firing systems. How many How many years ago would you say that was? That, that was 2017. That was 2017? So, yeah. yeah. 2017. I, so, yeah, you're right. Because it's like, I, I think, you know, when you and I first got to know each other, um, we'll talk about Sky Wars and, you know, your, your win there <laughs> last year. But like, I was absolutely floored when you told me that I think that that was only, what, your third outing like your third pirate musical or I like something like it was something that you you don't normally see which was which was nuts yeah. now I, I did like a little because they both graduated college and you know I you know I like a good theme so a little pomp and circumstance you know a little uh voiceover you know with their you know graduation and congratulating them and having some fireworks that was just just kind of like testing the system out yeah I mean really my second show because they got married right after the fourth of July and um so my second show was really their wedding, a seven and a half minute show, 65 cues. Now, I think I had like six slats with like four 18 elms. Um, but yeah, you know, I know Sky Wars likes to say, you know, their fireworks ruin you, but I mean, <laughs> that fireworks show ruined us um, from that point <laughs> on because it was like, holy cow, we pulled that off. You know, it was yeah. like yeah. crazy. There's such a feeling of accomplishment when you achieve that, right? Because it's, I, there's probably designers out there listening to this, you know, guys that might just be getting into the choreograph space with like, uh, my, I like ignite systems or, you know, looking at the bigger mm -hmm. shows and going, you know, how do I gauge this? How do I gauge how big of a time investment, um, you know, the mentally, physically, and any other emotion that kind of goes into it? Like how, how much am I of, of me am I going to have to put into this? to make it what, you know, what we see or what I see in my head. And I think a lot of times that's really hard to gauge. It's really hard to gauge. And I think we're willing to do it. I, I, I've not met um, a pyro yet that I, I don't think isn't willing to just go absolutely nuts. I think a lot of the professional guys at some point will, you know, like they, they have it down to a science, be it creatively or in their processes to where they can get to, a spot where they feel, okay, you know, we can do this stuff. We can knock out a huge show like Tim Jamison. Dude can knock out a, a yeah. monster show in no time, you know, and because he's done it so many times. But hobbyists and the guys that are out there kind of oozing creativity, like it's like Jamie said earlier, you know, it's something that we'll dive into a lot of times right after the show's over, especially if we have one the next year and just go, go ham with it, you know? Um, that was extreme. Like when you said the Disney thing, that 
that made so much sense to me when you said that, because it's like the one, one thing that I have on my, my list of things that I want to talk about with you is theme shows. You know, I, I was so damn impressed with Top Gun at Sky Wars in the way that that was put together. I mean, every aspect of a theme show, you know, kind of like you, you mentioned before, and you know, when, when you create a theme for a show, you're essentially taking your audience, you're putting them in a place where it's like, they, they're going to, they know what to expect, right? Like they're in a headspace where they're like, okay, if I know this subject or I know this topic, then I understand that everything that I'm going to see is going to be related to this. And I think that's really, really special, especially in you know the competition space, because you were able to take your track, right? And you're not only was the track like phenomenally edited and put together, period, but everything flowed. I, would you say influences like Disney and things like that were important and kind of shaping the way that you, the creative headspace that you try to put yourself in when you start designing a show? Um, yeah. And I think I'm probably one of those halfway creative guys in the mindset, right? I'm, I'm not maybe in some other things, but I do think I have that. I actually went to college to be even a band director because I was kind of like into marching band, okay, like that, drum corps international and stuff like that. And, you know, there's a lot of creativity and design in those shows, you know, and, and, and honestly, I think I kind of have that, you know, that kind of mindset, you know, with a lot of activities I do in life, not just this fireworks and the Top Gun thing. I mean, man, it, you know, the pressure is like, how do you, because I honestly agree with everything you say on that. It's like, <laughs> man, those two danger zones, you know, to <laughs> bookend it. I like that. And I love both versions. I'm glad the No Resolve one came out, you know, and I procrastinated enough that it actually came out in time for me to, you know, put it in my Sky War show. You know, the Lady Gaga song, when, when I went and watched Maverick, you know, I could just feel how they used that song throughout mm -hmm. the whole thing, you know, to build emotion. And, you know, when I put it in there, there were a lot of people like, oh, why don't you use, you know, that song from the first movie there instead yeah, of that one. Like, like Berlin's no, Take My Breath made. Away. But it's, but you're yes, right. I, if you go back and watch, you know, 86's Top Gun, they did that with Berlin mm -hmm. and Take My Breath Away. Yep. You know, they themed it throughout. What was awesome to me, like in watching your 2022 outing was you started with Danger Zone. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very similar to, the movie itself and not necessarily mm -hmm. Maverick, but like the original Top Gun, right? I mean, started with Top Gun Anthem and then kind of goes into Danger Zone. But then like you always have these references coming back to these songs. And I like when you did that with Danger Zone, the no resolve version, I mean, it's like it it's special, right? Because it's the it's really little things like that that make you go, that's that's awesome. Because not only did you play to the theme, man, but you did such a good job of like like hard tying your flow of the show to your theme. Like you were totally dedicated to it. I, I agree. That edit that we finally wound up with was better than anything I was ever going to come up with. Um, yeah. I, now, but it's, I, yeah. Know, yeah. I don't normally use Pfeiffer, but um, for Sky Wars, I did. And yeah. Know, I know you as an audio engineer who's doing oh, stuff dude, for I people, can, you know, yeah, it, it I, makes a huge difference. Yes, I can totally appreciate that, I, especially in the competition setting, man. I like the, when you did that, you know, you, you, you knew that your track 
was of it, it was important, right? I mean, the entire foundation of your show, and I think any show, right? I, I know a lot of like the standard nowadays is all, typically seems to be, you know, three or four songs, and all of those songs are, you know, I'll give it to every single designer. You know, they're they inspire you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have mm-hmm. used them, right? You know, three or four songs. You know, whether they have hard breaks in between them or little transitions, um, you know. They create a track, but it's become kind of like the standard, right? It's become the kind of standard show format. So the theme show and the way that you tied that together, it it did a stellar job of kind of, you know, just rising above that standard and that bar, right? So it it really did add something to the overall show. Um, I did a... (laughs) <laughs> right after the 4th of July, I had a buddy get married and did a wedding and, you know, where you were talking about coming back to a song. Uh, I, I definitely think that's a good trick to, you know, start, maybe book in something where you start and play a little clip and then, you know, come back and finish it later or something. But with this one, and again, it was a wedding, so time of my life kind of song. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, I used Pfeiffer for that one too. And, and the person had almost done it like a mashup where they started with it, went to one of the other songs, came back to it, went oh, to one cool. of the other songs, came back to it, right? And, um, you know, it was only like a five and a half minute show, but like it, it, it really tied it together and carried that theme, yep. you know, throughout the entire soundtrack. Yeah. Music is so impactful when you're able to not just take it and emphasize all of the focal points that you hear as you go through the music and create your display, but, you know, if you're able to to take that entire thing and, you know, almost encapsulate it in a theme, then it becomes this super special, you know, cohesive thing from beginning to end. And I think that's immensely impactful in the competition scene. But so so did you guys use, was it like, obviously it's a wedding, so it's like a bunch of love songs, but was it, would you do like Dirty Dancing or something? Uh, They had picked out some uh, like... This is me. What is that song? I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a terrible memory person. I don't remember everything. I can look <laughs> Dude, it up for you, but that's I, like, I don't yeah. even remember them. <laughs> <laughs> I have the hardest time with uh, when I'll get when I'll get track requests and people are like, "Hey, you know," they're just like, "You're fine, dude. You 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 make some really creative tracks. Just you know, pick something out." And I because I truly you know even like being somebody who produces music and and knows music like I. Modern music stuff that's typically really appealing to, I don't know, the like the masses. That's not the stuff that I'm really good at. Like I couldn't tell you what the top in any of the top forty songs are on the current top forty. Yeah, but for those that are interested, then go to my YouTube page, subscribe, like, you know, hit the like button, all that kind of stuff, and that wedding show is out there. Oh, cool! I have to do. It. What's your what's your four hundred username? Seventy some cues. Nice. Oh, <laughs> How long was I it? Really don't. I don't even five and a half minutes. Five and a half. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was like he wanted the sky war. The the only downside was it, it it was the same night as Jamie's show, and the only downside was it just the air was so heavy and so stale. Yeah, so much. Smoke. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what happened. That's what happened to your the show. The wedding Jamie. people like, loved it. Uh, they loved it. Yeah, well, that's good. Do you have a good site for the wedding show? This one was absolutely beautiful. Big pond between um, almost a barnuminium style, you know, yeah. outdoor patio where everybody came out to. The pond, the 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 you know the the ground sloped down to the pond, 
And we literally, uh, there was almost like a golf cart like path on the other side of the pond and, you know, went to the other side there. He was like nine positions, you know, with comets and mines and a lot of other positions with slices and, you know, <laughs> shells and everything else. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, it, it, it was definitely not my, uh, again, my normal shoes are probably less than 100 cues. I mean, I'm not like, you know, I'm still more like, okay, I got 20 seconds here. Now, you know, in the last two years, I've gotten better at, well, that's a 30-second K, can I cut it in half and, yeah, you know, or match yeah. it? You know, I've gotten better at that, but it's not a ton of single shots in, in most of my shows. Um, yeah, it's, I, yeah, what's your, I use like, them just for impact points. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, which is, like, that's, that's really evident in 2022's win. <laughs> you broke up a lot of cakes at Sky Wars in 22, yeah. Um... I mean, I'm sure I had my fair share. Um, hmm. I think you it did. Was, like, uh, well, like the like the cross. I had like, like some I of those crackling. 80, Eighty-two cakes. Okay. So, um, and most of those were shot one row at a time, and a lot of those were probably I'd have to go back and look. You know, some kind of like falling leaf kind of effect. You know. Yeah. Um. Which now, you know, I mean, I know a lot of the slices, you know, almost have that same effect that you can buy. Um, might be a little cheaper, you know, doing it with the cake. But um, no, I mean, I had a, you know, almost like a thousand comets mines in that show. Nice. For folks that haven't seen Mike's show, look up Mike Allen's uh, Top Gun show back in 2022. What I'm going to wrap on here for a minute is your selection method for the effects that you choose to kind of, not just the effects that you're after, generally speaking, but how you choose them and then how you will interlace them into your show to hit all those impact points. Because I, I, one thing I was really impressed with in the flow of the show is, you know, a lot of times you'll see designers kind of uh, you know, blow a load for the, the lack of a better term on a bunch of single shots and you know they'll they'll use a lot of those same single shots I'm guilty of this myself in certain sections of a show and and not do an amazing job of trying to kind of spread that around to cohesively tie all of your different segments together like the way that you used uh, I think it was your cross set like whatever those inserts were that came out of the cross sets I they I, they were the crackling or they were like brocade cross sets mm-hmm. um, you used those really well like go getters all of your secondary um, I, I secondary breaks I don't want to say breaking effects because like you know go getters aren't necessarily that like I'm talking more effects that you know they come out Del- for your point delayed. of emphasis but they have an effect that comes to an apex later on, right? You did an excellent job of picking perfect spots and kind of shaping a picture using those effects that not only emphasized one point, but, you know, what followed. You know, walk me through your mindset and walk me through your process for picking effects. I mean, are you so hard tied into, you know, your music track that you know, uh, you know, kind of what you see in your head there? Or is it, you know, a process that you're kind of just working through as you as you go. Like you'll see something and go, okay, let me play with this, throw it on a timeline and then see if it works. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you know some of my story, and you know that part of this was just me getting lucky. I'm just telling you now. With that said, um, with Sky Wars, dude, I, I really <laughs> I call bullshit on that so much because there's there's I, and I I get it. They're he happy just accidents. Wings it, bro. Yeah, he just, he just wings, wings it. it. He just wings it. Just happy accidents happen, and it's like you're like, oh my god, I didn't now, expect now, that. But when I got the call from Rob from Sky Wars that said, "Hey, you know, we want you." Um, in this year's show, okay? When I got that call, at that point, okay, at that point, I never had shot any product other than the Spirit in 76. Really? I never had a Craig Co. rack. I never had used anything other than Cobra Show Creator. So, I mean, it was a massive learning design. Matter of fact, you know, the year before, well, the two years before was the first time I'd even been to Sky Wars. So, you know, I got <laughs> called in February. So this was like, you know, 16 months later. Um, now, you know, <laughs> we kind of came back. We got our names in the hat for the Blind Pyro the year before. And yeah. we won it with four members. Um, <laughs> and we were going up against some good names in that year. I mean, you know, so <laughs> people that I didn't know even know at the time. But now I'm like, man, how did we do that? You know, so... <laughs> Um, you know, Rob helped us out. So when I got to Sky Wars, I mean, I did spend a lot of that year, right? From February, I was at CobraCon for the first time right after that, talking to a ton of people, right? Just trying to absorb everything, just trying to really, you know, see what went into people's mindset. And even last year, when I when I really started getting into the design, I, I had a notebook and um, there were two things I did in the notebook. There was... There was one where I kind of took all the product that I had and I started to group them A by color and then B by effect. And then in the other part of this notebook, you know, there were shows I remembered or going on YouTube and it would be like, oh, now that's, that is a really cool sequence. And sometimes, you know, I was even trying to look at the sequencing because one of the things I really didn't want to do was well, I wanted to manage the product really well, you know, not to not to have to like have a filler area, if, yeah, if yep. you know what I mean. Like, I didn't want to have to have a section where, okay, I let um, you know, a 25 shot peony go, you know, for that section, yeah. yep, it worked or whatever, but I, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to have a, I wanted everything to be really intentional. Now, AJ and Scott both are, you know, their conversations I had with them, you know, both basically said, well, you need to, you know, e-match everything, you know, for, you know, the timing of the show or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I didn't, I wanted to manage the product. I also wanted to, I didn't want anything overlaying anything else. And, Adam, yep, yep. You know, horizontally and vertically, that is so hard. I mean, so hard. And even like that yeah. 500 foot wide field, right? When you're, shooting a comment across it, I mean, by the time it gets to the other side and you've got stuff on that side of the field too, right? Mm -hmm. It's hard to, it's hard, hard, hard not to uh, overlay each other, right? So I really wanted to to be that. And the music played so well with just the, the tempos and the ability to slow down. And when I say go fast, if you really go back and watch my show, there might be some things that look like they were really fast just because of the sequencing. But yeah. probably if you looked at the timeline and you looked at, you know, the script, they probably weren't like super fast in in that perspective. 
So the other thing I was going to say about you know my notebook from last year was I, I basically almost like drew out sequences and you know wh- what was the pattern? You know, was it a was it a comet mine slice? Was it a slice comet mine? You mm-hmm. know, like like what was the order? Somebody really put a sequence into that you know made it look really really good. Now, with that said, I mean, there's definitely some sequences in there that, you know, I made up as you're going along. Um, well, I never had it's used, like, you know, I, the, watching. Did you wind up falling into Finale 3D? Or did you? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, got, I bought it at CobraCon that year. And the only thing I'll say is I didn't do anything on the VDL. If when I when I finally started scripting, I created a uh, a catalog of my own, just with my own inventory, and I yeah. basically copied the VDLs from you know the catalogs that are out there. Mm-hmm. But if I had a product that I had on my shelf here that wasn't <laughs> in the catalog, I, I was like, I'm just not shooting it at Skywars <laughs> now. <laughs> you know, I just uh, I'll, I'll figure it out later or something. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I mean, I've figured out a little bit, but I'm still not the you know an expert on on that. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm an advocate that every supplier or vendor should definitely put resources into making yeah, sure all yeah. their product is in those catalogs. Um, I don't know. We talked about that before. That's something I got to ask Drew. I've not. I I just kind of like talking about it, which makes me feel bad because it just it goes to show that I'd rather talk about it rather than ask Drew. Hey, are you you know are you like charging these guys to to have a library? Like, why does nobody upkeep their library? <laughs> but I get it. It's a huge manual. You know, I thing and it sucks um it's no it's no fun creating that stuff um your shapings though actually two things there were, there were two things in, in what you just said that i i do want to kind of spend a, a bit of time on like the fact that you know pyro musicals were you know at the time when you were designing your show you know new like relatively newer concepts right the fact that you were able to look at your field, you know, in your space and, and recognize that quickly into your journey as a designer that maybe it doesn't look so good when all of this stuff is just crowding the same verticals. Kudos, man, because it took me years to figure out like, why don't I like some of these displays, like I'll go back and I'll look and, and it's like, you know, my mindset going into design was, you know, the same as my mindset for writing metal music. It's just like balls to the wall, right? Balls to the wall, ignition points, like maximum, you know, like hit every single ignition point and just go ape shit. And like, I wasn't paying any attention to, you know, my low and mid-level verticals and even my high-level verticals. And you become cognizant of this stuff as you progress in your journey and you get better at what you do. But the fact that you recognized it so quick that like, Hey, maybe this looks like shit. If you put a bunch of stuff like over top of each other in a lot of these verticals, that's it's crazy, dude. Was that always just like a personal preference to you when you watched firework shows, like at least these kinds of firework shows or like, how'd you, how did you stumble upon this so early? Yeah. You know, even when we were just doing, uh, whatever, 2018, 2019. It was basically just a 4th of July show, right? I mean, our parties were growing again or whatever, but it was basically a 4th of July show. I basically had, you know, uh, four or five 
18 elms and I use slats, right? So, you know, I would have a row of four that maybe I would put, you know, 200 gram cakes, 500 gram cakes in or whatever. Maybe I'd have a row of three that I put slices in or something, you know, a row of two that I had my, you know, shells in. And so, you know, I think early on, um, I, I figured that I liked the way wide looked better than, you know, narrow and high. Mm-hmm. And there were times in the shows that we did. Now, some of it was just like, you're always worried about having that black sky, right? So sometimes mm, yep. <laughs> you add a product that you didn't need to add, but it was like a safety net for you, right? Yeah, so yep. back here show, maybe it doesn't matter. But, um, you know, I, I, I think at least at Sky Wars, it was like, you know, I don't want to really have any, I didn't want to have any safety nets that cluttered the sky. Now I'll be honest, and and this was hard because you know you're you're writing a seven minute show and you have you know a, a significant amount of product, mm-hmm. but you did have to kind of manage it, right? So I mean, there was definitely like layers of you know painting the script from start yeah. to, to yep. end, right? I mean, you know you you kind of fill in your body, and then you know some of that really cool low sequencing. You know, that frames out what you already had. Yeah. Yep. Or you just make sure, you know, it kind of goes back to like, uh, like there's a sequence that I often will use where I'll use a slice and then a mine and then maybe falling leaves. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, by the yeah. time the falling leaves gets there, the slice, no matter how big it is, is is out of the way. Yep. And so, you know, I, I that's, it, and it's just so hard. And, you know, finale definitely helps. Um, but, it's, oh yeah, yeah. It's having just that, so hard. having that visual reference to to kind of look at that, especially if you you know if you have a good sim and it's it's you know a, a remotely good representation of you know what your IRL effect is going to do. But you're right, like compounding compounding different effects, um, it does loads to make a solid display because you're right. You know, you can take a slice and shoot that slice and, you know, you can, you can run the gamut, you know, from end to end 500 feet, you can throw, you know, five or six slices up and create like this really wide picture, but being able to uh, cap off uh, the different parts of your vertical that might not have effects in them, like you're flowing, right? Not only are you flowing, you know, center out or, you know, right and left, but you're also flowing up, you know? So what can you, what can you do to kind of draw the audience's eye to the next vertical. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, there was like, and I, and again, I think you just have to be able to change pace because mm-hmm. I think it's so easy to just go one pace and maybe the audience becomes emotionally disconnected, you know, yes. just because it's monotonous. So I remember in the danger zone, one of my favorite things I did last year was on one of those angel wings, I didn't, right, I, I started field left and I shot it left to right instead mm-hmm. of you yeah. know, one major, you know, all at the same time kind yep. of, you yep. know, centered out. And so, you know, I, it, it's, again, nothing here that we're talking about is easy. Um, but, you know, I just think that you've got to try to, you know, grab the audience's t- attention by doing some different things. You know, we'll probably all have 50% of the things that are the same, you know, in a show, you know, that, yeah. that everybody yeah. kind of latches onto. But you do have to do 
different things. Yeah, I, it's how you differentiate yourself in the field and in a design. And that's why, like, you know, I've told AJ this about 10 billion times. And I think actually I told Scott this too. I don't remember if I mentioned it on the podcast or not, but like all three of you guys are so fundamentally different in the way that you design shows. Like this year to me is so special because all of you guys are different in the way that you approach design, the way that you you know you feel the feel. Just everything's different, and I think that that's super super special. Absolutely, cannot wait for the champion of champions. I, I wholeheartedly believe that the the one four pro. No, no fucking pressure, by the way. Um, I believe that the one four pro am is going to be like the uh, yeah, that's the highlight of the night for sure. And all of you guys earned it. You know, you guys earned your spot there, and I'm so very much looking forward to it. That's um, major pressure for somebody that hasn't started yet. Yeah. <laughs> you got this, man. <laughs> Just wing it. Yeah. <laughs> you got any but, uh, special you know, t-shirts planned for this year? But, I know that you're, you're probably, and, I was probably asking you to give something away though, because your, your Top Gun shirt was, uh, uh, you know, that's how everybody knew what the what the Mike show was. <laughs> you, you will absolutely know what our show is if you hang around us. We will. The theme goes past the fireworks show for us. I you love know, it, it, dude. it. will go. It will go to the tent. It will go to the shirts. It will go. I love it. Well, I loved it. I love the fact that you know, last year or your you know your twenty twenty two show was the same way. I mean, it was awesome hanging out in your tent. Like I, I think I walked up there. Uh, oh God, uh, it was probably. I don't know. I was coming over to talk to you about modules and something. I just kind of looked off to my left because I always got I got weirded <laughs> out by the the Maverick by the Tom Cruise cutout that you had in the tent. Yeah, I think Paul's team really, uh, yeah, they they, they really uh, enjoyed him uh, keeping an eye on them over there. Uh, uh, man, you got to have Paul back too. Man, what a mind on that guy with Dude, product. He, He's just, and, and sitting next to him on how much. How much work that team did breaking mm-hmm. apart product is unbelievable. It, it is the hardest thing I've ever done to bring that show to the field. And, yeah. you know, I looked over there and saw what they were doing, and I'm like, holy cow. Oh, I, I bet mean, that scared the shit out of me. Level. I bet that oh, yeah. scared the I shit mean, out of me. I mean, I'm like, like, oh, man. Paul, and not only that, too, like, I, like, if, and if that were me, no offense, I mean, I, I would have peed in my pants doing the same just because it's Paul, right? I, because he has such an intimate knowledge of what this shit does. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy. Like he's the one person that you can always say, I think he, shit, he did it with uh, Jamie last week. It didn't take him, but w- maybe what, Jamie, a, a day, if even that, to get back to you on uh, the Farfalla shells. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the dude is just, he is just a repository for this stuff. And he can name 15 cakes in any one given setting that, you know, like has certain stuff in it. And I tell you what, man, to have a knowledge base like that is, it's awesome. And I just wish that my brain pan could soak up that much, soak up that much knowledge and, and file it. But it is incapable. Yeah, it, it was, it was crazy being, being next to him. But I was kind of glad all three of us utilized the tent. I, I don't know that we'll all utilize the tent this year, but um, it, it it really was neat being, you know, just in between those two guys um, yeah. and their teams and, you know, asking questions. 
And again, I, I, yes, I, I know you're going to call poo poo on me saying, you know, everybody that helped me that volunteered and, and I turned down no help. Um, People listen to this podcast. I turn down no help. If, you, if you're listening to this podcast, I trust that you. I got, uh, actually, I, I got I got a couple of names for you then because I've He's had it. There's a, yeah, there's a couple. Yeah. Of, there's a couple of people that have sent uh, sent notes over there. Like, hey, uh, is it you know if anybody needs help at Skywars, I'll, I'll pass their names along. Yeah, uh, you know because. Um, I, I remember the first year I went to Skywars, Kenny Vaught from Tennessee was there, right? And I mean, he's like, you know, embracing us and like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah. You want to go out here in the field and meet the fireball dudes? And I'm like, oh, yeah, who are the fireball dudes? You know, I mean, yeah. You know, but, you know, it, it, you know, he messaged me last year like, hey, you know, we're going to show up at this time and you need help. You know, the the Osbournes, you know, I, I only met him at CobraCon and, you know, he sent a message is like, hey, you know, you know, I, I'm, I'm ready to help. And, you know, Chad, Chad's two girls can run yeah. circles around me when it comes to <laughs> anything pyro, okay? Nathan Phelps I was the first guy I sat next to it, at my first CobraCon at the, uh, the welcome thing. You know, it was crazy in there. I didn't know anybody. Nathan was very like down to earth, not really wanting to say a whole lot. But man, that guy has like done so much pyro out there. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He volunteers yep. and shows up with two other guys to help. So yep. it, it became... And I know I'm leaving other people out like Dickie Vaughn. I'm leaving my own like core people, a family that we don't even really have to like, you know, hardly say anything because we've just been doing the 4th of July show, some staycation shows together. And, you know, my brother-in-law, my son-in-law, you know, nephews, uh, they they just pitch in. Um, You know, spouses even pitched in last year and did a bang up job. I mean, it's crazy how the pyro community will come together for that. I mean, mm-hmm. no matter what, even just your backyard show with 100 cues, you know yeah. how much time it takes. Oh, I yeah. mean, you know, yeah. it's, nothing is like just, oh yeah, we'll just throw it out. Um, you know, that's why when I see the things Ellery does, both scripting and getting his shows to the field, oh, it's dude. like, you yeah. know, you know that, it's, it's crazy. It's got to be tough, right? I mean, that's, I, I guess when you, you know, you want control over all of your stuff, I guess. And I, you know, I'm guilty of this too. There was, there was a point at the lake where, um, you know, like my family, it was mainly my family, but I have to be better at getting people involved because like they may be looking at this uh, very similar to the people that, that show up at places like Sky Wars and Cobra Con and places in the community. And it's like, they're on fire for this stuff. Man, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I don't think there's somebody I've met yet at, at any of these events that hasn't, struck me in some way or shape or form as someone who doesn't absolutely just fucking love this stuff with, you know, every fiber and ounce of their being. And it's, and I'm still learning because I I told every one of those volunteers, especially the ones that I don't really know, you know, Hey, if you see something that we're doing that can be done a better way, or you have a different idea, will you please speak up? You know, I mean, uh, that's that's how we learn. I mean, I, I, wholeheartedly. I mean, always approach everything. Like the minute that you think, you know, everything and every aspect and, you know, every, like how to do every little thing is the minute that, you know, like, I I don't want to say you're complacent, but it's just that it's the moment that you're, you're not kind of opening up your, your mind to the extensive possibility. Shit, man. That was kind of like the, that was the entire idea behind this platform. 
And that was the entire idea for the podcast because it's like, while I love, you know, all of the different, like love all the different companies in the industry and I love what all these guys are doing. That's not like, this is what I wanted. I want to learn from everyone. You know, I want to learn how people do things and how people do things differently because that's, it's important. It's entirely possible that, you know, all of the little things that I've done my entire pyro journey, you know, there, there may be, there's efficiencies there that can be gained from listening to other people's experiences. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I, I hope that, you know, everybody kind of takes that attitude, you know, when they're, when they're within the pyro community, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I think I it's, dude, I think a I, ton for those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I don't a know. Sponge. That's right. Mm-hmm. Soak it up. Jamie, the sponge. Sponge Bob. Sponge Bo is what dad calls me. Cause I <laughs> lived at home Bo. until I, until I, <laughs> I lived at home until I was 30 years old. All right. Let's and see. You, and you didn't move far. I didn't. <laughs> I live right next door. <laughs> I just love my mommy and my daddy. Uh, let's see, dude. Um, when you approach designs, shell shows or backyard shows, I, shit, they may be a little different, but in terms of pyro musicals, do you like a lot of people will start with you know the music? But I, I genuinely think that I, I when I ask you this question, is is that different for you? I mean, because you do so many of these theme shows and you kind of live in that space, is that yeah? I, you know, and I hope you have Cody on at some point because I'm gonna <laughs> halfway steal his line here, <laughs> but. It is it is the way that I think I have approached things. And it was more about starting with the theme or the story. I mean, that's, yeah. that's more where I start. And the crazy thing is, uh, that's the part that I stress on more than the firework part. So I always start on the story. And then when you've got the story or what theme you want to do, you know, can you find the music? Now, does every once in a while some piece of music come across to you that drives you to a certain theme? Sure. Okay. I mean, yeah. But for the most part, um, we start with the theme, then add the music. And the last thing you do is add the fireworks. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and in today's world, uh, you know, I've seen so many great shows out there. It's crazy how great they're getting. And it's crazy you know, the soundtracks that people are putting together, I mean, they are, they're just really, really good. So, um, yeah, there's been staycations that we've done, right? Like during the COVID thing, instead of, you know, whatever, we had a Disney family trip that got canceled, like the big family. And so it was like, hey, let's just do a staycation. We'll rent water slides and have a food truck and we'll shoot nice. fireworks. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, we'll do those kinds of things. And, you know, because it was a family staycation, we did, I, I picked a lot of songs like, we're all in this together, you know, from High School Musical, nice. or, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. You've Got a Friend of Me from Toy Story, or, nice. um, you know, the whole Lilo and Stitch, Johanna Means family, you know, mm-hmm. a Sesame Street, a family song, you know, Sister Sledge, We Are Family, you know, kind of, to, yeah. you know, Aladdin, you know, a friend like me. So, mm-hmm. you know, like when we put a show together, I, I do think, right, that kind of theme first. Um, man, I, I, I've got a extended family member who's in the in the uh, International Brotherhood of uh, Electrical Workers, and 
those guys are crazy. They have like a reunion every year. They did one at Loretta Lynn's campground. And I mean, when we got done with that soundtrack, I mean, it's the most pro-union, you know, like soundtrack you would have ever heard in your life, um, <laughs> you know, which side are you on? And these songs, you may not even like know unless you went and looked at them, you know, he ain't heavy, he's my brother, you know, we just got that brotherhood yeah. or, you know, Wichita lineman, um, you know, um, on the road again, because a lot of those guys are always, you know, yeah. on the road, you know, um, because we were at Laura Little Lynn's campground for this one, you know, we did like a coal miner's daughter, you know, song, you know, that kind of brought it in and you end with something like solidarity forever, you know, like that's a theme I would never do. Right? Yeah, um, yeah. But you but know, when I, you're so, putting a show together, yeah. Oh, like those people loved it. I mean, you know, they were like beyond loving it. Um, I had a nephew who just, um, right after 4th of July, I went to basic training for the army, right? And so, you know, I knew he liked Thunderstruck. I never had him used Thunderstruck in a show. I mean, I'll, one of the greatest concert openings ever, right? And um, so, you know, I started with it, but I overlaid, like, at the beginning of it, I overlaid, like, Reveille, right? Because he's going to hear Reveille every morning. And, you know, yeah. then I went into, like, you know, the army theme. And then you, you know, I, I went back to kind of the be all you can be, theme that they had and had like a little montage of, you know, people saying be all you can be at the end. And, and, you know, so everything I've been talking about here lately has been like theme and music. Like I didn't even really talked about the fireworks, right? Um, whatever, you know, grandson, two-year-old birthday, right? He loves cars, you know, no, and I just love loves it, the truck song, right? So, yeah. you know, yeah. his whole birthday party was cars. Well, why would you finish it without using, you know, cars, you know, music. Um, um, you know, so yeah, I, I think the theme is hugely important. It is such an important foundational tool that can add to just not, not just the cohesiveness of the entire experience itself, but it's playing to, you know, if you know your, if you know your audience going into a show, then, and you can do a theme show, play around with it, you know, experiment with it. And it, it was hard for me getting started. Cause it's like, you know, I always wanted to design to, to music that I wanted to design to, you know, it took me, it took me a few years to figure out like, Hey, if you're doing something creative, if you're doing this, you know, for, for your own shits and giggles, or, you know, you've been given creative control, spend time reflecting on, who it is that you're doing this for, right? Your ability to create themes and spend that much time working on the foundation that your entire display is built on is, it's half of the work, right? Or you can go someplace and see a show that isn't necessarily themed and you know it's, it feels a little sporadic, at least in a sense of pyro musicals. And if it doesn't register or, you know, it just seems like it's, I don't know, not, I don't want to say hodgepodge together, but if it's, if it's just, if it's not resonating on a creative level, um, in the selection of the songs or they're just all, all over the place, then, you know, it's, it feels like it's missing something. Yeah. And we may bomb with it this year. I mean, you know, that was another thing with the Top Gun theme was, you know, those movies were so far apart. And I've got somebody that's always talking about it. They'll always use a line, whether you're 18 or 81, you know, and I'm thinking, yep. man, it's hard. It's hard to bridge that gap, right? For 
the audience and to yeah. get them to stay that kind of emotionally connected. And that's when I, when we think of Sky Wars, we've gone through many, many, many ideas. And, you know, it's often, you know, the question is, you know, whatever, you know, my daughter's, you know, mid twenties and, you know, I'm in the fifties and, you know, we've got parents, you know, sixties, seventies, eighties. And, um, it, you know, we, we, we kind of like when we're talking through a theme, you know, it, we're out to lunch or something, and we'll we'll kind of ask them about it. I, I had, I've had a so where I haven't started with a theme, but I've had two songs that I love that worked together well. For the last two years at Skywars, I've tried to build a theme that would be able to use those songs and then put it around them, and um, I, I've really went hard at it this year. I mean, really yeah. hard. I really wanted to use it. And, you know, when I finally got some, you know, tracks together and gave it to people, I got a lot of just, you know, uh, you know, I don't really like it. It doesn't flow yeah. or, yeah. you know. And I mean, I probably made 15 edits to it trying to get it to work before I just yeah. said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm giving up on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, that's hard. so it's, I, I that's dropped that one. man. That, and that was one too. I think I, it, you know, I, I talked to you about like flipping the script with that one. You know, starting yeah. starting strong, and then um, it was almost going to be like a spiritual ex- experience on that one. There's there's yeah. these two songs, "Light of Mine" and Sh- "Let It Shine." It they're really based on the "Light of Mine," but they're epic, like that danger zone kind nice. of feel. That's cool. And you know, I wanted to go with like. I mean, I had all kinds of crazy ideas. I had a Kanye choir singing Jesus is King with no instruments, okay? That had like nice. four or five seconds of silence in between every, what I'll call chant, okay? Yeah. Um, and I could just see like starting with that and having some epic fireworks, like powerful stuff going on, you know, different than what I normally do, Yeah. you know, during those kind of, and then, you know, I was going to end with like a minute or 45 seconds of How Great Thou Art with Lauren Dangle in a arena, you know, with like the whole audience singing, thinking I could get 10,000 people at Skywars singing, oh, I love you that, know, man. That's as the cool. last strobe phase out, right? Yeah. I so much wanted to do that show the last two years. I, I'm not doing it, okay? I mean, the the rest of it just, it, it, it couldn't come together. I mean, we scrapped pieces and went to things like Spirit in the Sky and Doobie Brothers, you know, Jesus yeah. is All Right with Me and, you know, Shine's, uh, you know, co- Collective. Uh, yeah, we, we tried everything and it just, you know, it, it didn't work. Movies yeah. have been great to us. Uh, Blind Pyro, we did like, you know, um, a string of movies. Uh, and I thought, okay. I'm going to ask Chat GPT. Hey, tell me all the <laughs> movies that have, have sequels that have spanned more than one decade, right? Because now I'm trying to like hit you know a ton of people, and yeah, you know you could have you can have the Rocky theme, you can have you know Mission Impossible, you can have oh, Top yeah. Gun, obviously, yep. you can have Indiana Jones. You know, I was kind of hoping Indiana Jones might have had a blockbuster movie this year, but I, you know it must have fizzled because I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, um, you know, so there was like you know like. Like that was an idea we had, you know. Um, another one where I tried to drive the theme instead of starting with the theme and to have the music. I I love the he's a pirate um, as a closer. I, yeah. I think it's got the perfect like finale kind of feel that I normally haven't done. But you know, other than like hoist the colors, yo ho, it was hard to get anything else to like flow. And so you know, sometimes themes are the themes. 
you know, people want to start with the fireworks or, you know, kind of, kind of thing. And, and I think if you can get the right theme, it's so much easier to get the fireworks to go. Yep. I would agree with so, that. 100%, man. So, yeah, if you got any good ideas for Sky Wars, you know. <laughs> I got any good ideas? <laughs> you got, you got I'll get them to you. Right? You got, yeah, right. You got 12 hours to get your script in. <laughs> well, yeah, I just put 3,000, I just put 3,000 <laughs> rows in the, uh, in the Excel file and just <laughs> God spread will, out just by seven and a half minutes and <laughs> say it's, you know, channel one, Q1. And <laughs> I don't know, maybe, uh, yeah, well, whatever you do. And then when you, when you fire that script and then you call Scott afterwards and say, Hey, what happened, man? Why, why did my entire show go up? Send him man, out. Sky Wars is so important to me. I, I know all, you know, the reason why they asked for, soundtracks and scripts is they just want to make sure everybody's on oh, track yeah. to get the show yeah. to the field, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's their intent. They just want to make sure or nobody's behind. everybody it, with the same song. <laughs> you know, I, I'm surprised that they haven't... The, when that happens, they will probably change something in the rules to avoid that. Um, I don't so. know. You know, it's, it's kind of wild um, because I think, I, I think that's why pyros always tend to be so super cagey with their song list like they never want to share it with anybody because they don't want one they you know obviously they want to do the show themselves and then then throw it up but like the you know now that you mention it i don't know that there's really ever been an instance where two designers in one setting have chosen the same same song for a show that was going to go up on the same night well we know how that went over at Cobra Con the year before. Oh last, my God. So. Well, that was their own fault. Though. <laughs> oh, is that your theme for this year, Sky <laughs> Jump is the, <laughs> it's the chorus of jump looped for seven minutes. Man, I <laughs> figured it out. I wonder what his ending song's going to be. It's actually Baby Shark. <laughs> Baby Shark. <laughs> um, I'm probably. I'm probably not keep. As soon as the theme is a uh, solid, solid, I'm probably not keeping a secret this year at all. I mean, yeah, again, dude, when I, people get to the, get to the show, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna know anyway. For so, sure, um, have fun with it at that point. Besides that, I mean, you know, you guys, all of you guys, have been working on your shows for so long. Obviously, you had the you know that was the other thing I wanted to get at with this is like you've only had a year to prep mm-hmm. your stuff, right? But like you know, like AJ's had two years and Scott's now had three years. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it. I don't think that it needs to be as guarded in this space that, that it does. I, and I, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, this is again, coming from the guy, you know, Jamie and AJ make fun of me all the time because it's like, you know, I'll like, I'll write a song or something and I just won't send it to anyone. So, you know, I'm the pot calling the kettle black, um, because I won't release it or, you know, let anybody listen coming to it. Until, soon. Yeah, exactly. But, I don't know. I feel, I always feel like after I do that stuff, I'm, I walk away kind of disappointed in myself because I feel like I missed a cool, fun, loving interaction in doing that. And like, I, I feel like, you know, the end scene of Indiana Jones that not the previous two, but you know, the one where the, the knight tells him that he's, you know, chosen poorly. Um, I feel like I chose poorly and, you know, deciding to kind of keep all that stuff uh, under wraps, but I don't know. I get it. I hope I, I just hope that I come to a point of maturity where I'm like, you know what, this is fun for me. I don't, I don't make any money doing any of this shit. So it's like, I just, I want people to enjoy and, you know, have the same kind of 
experience and feel it the same way that I feel it. And, you know, them doing that just in three minutes when they watch the finished display might not have the same effect or, you know, the same impact on your entire relationship if they're kind of going through it with you, you know? Yeah, I don't know if they'll actually do it or not. You know, in the past with Sky Wars and the, on the Pro Am, it's always been like, oh, competitor number one, right? They're not even like going to like tell you who it is at that point. Yeah. You know, yeah. judges biased or whatever. I, I guess I get it. But again, anybody that's a judge Dude, is going to have been yeah, around I, and they're going to know, you know, you know that ours yeah. was the danger zone song, 100%. right? So, yeah. And um, dude, especially so, especially this year, too. I mean, if you're, if you're themed, there, it's like it, it doesn't take but a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of bars into um, watching the design, maybe a minute into the design, you can tell whose it is, especially yeah. you three guys. So, you know, because I think theme is so important, like I suggested, you know, why not you let us write, you know, a paragraph that you can read to help set up our show. You know, yes. that, I think that'd be that cool. spiritual experience show, right? I, it would have gone over much better, right? if the audience knew what to expect versus, you know, they're trying to figure it out as, as it goes along or whatever. And so, you know, sometimes you'll have watched a fireworks show and maybe you didn't get the theme. And then afterwards, you know, you'll see somebody say something and you'll be, oh, that was the thing. I, you know, I would have, yeah. I would have experienced that whole thing better, right? If I had kind of known that going in. So I, that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I understand why they do it. They don't want the judges to be to be biased in you know any any way, shape, or form. But even I, I think after the shows, they do they do call you guys out, don't they? I can't remember if they did that last year or not. Jamie, am I crazy? Uh, uh, no, I mean before because no. I was first one. They they called our names in no particular order. Right. And then they basically say, you know, contestant number one. <laughs> so. Yeah, right. But I was like, I can't remember if after, like after everything was over, said and done with, if they were like, okay, you know, show one was like, and I'm talking after judging they, and everything. Like, they this said who it was after, after, okay. okay. All right. Now yeah. you got me. Uh, Which is like, and that, that makes me happy, but it's like, I, I, I kind of did. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way though. Like I, I, a lot goes into these displays and like, don't even get me started on um, the unlimited uh, display, but you know, totally different gripe and story for another day. But like, <laughs> yeah. I just, the community I, and the designers that come out and do this, you know, like we are the epitome of don't make no money. And you know, this is very, very little benefit. Like even if you take the Turkey home and you win the whole thing, you know, what do you get? You get a, few thousand dollars worth of fireworks which is cool i mean you can blow yeah. that off somewhere else and it's 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 fun but we yeah they, they made a lot of changes just in the two years i've been in it and yeah and knowing what the rules were before so yeah i think they built an incredible event i it, you know i said it was a once in a lifetime of you know uh, opportunity event I'll even say it was really good going first last year because when we were done <laughs> right we, we, we hadn't even seen the other shows right but and I didn't stay down there at the shooter's table. I went on back to the the family group and, yeah. you know, everybody was smiles, right? I mean, yep. we, we didn't know what the other two shows even looked like. We didn't know who had won. You know, we were ecstatic with, you know, being able to bring a show to the field like that and, you know, have the success that we had 
you know, without even knowing what the other shows are. And I, I, I sure hope I'm never asked to be a judge because, you know, I go back and watch these shows and I'm like, man, it's just so subjective on some of the things. And, you know, but yeah. I, I, I honestly don't know how they get judge yeah. sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's... It's uh, tough <laughs> because you you know that half the people out there is like I, I know them, <laughs> I'm judging them right now. Yeah, uh, no, I, very very tough. Well, very it's, tough. yeah, man, it's like I and I guess it. I don't know. Maybe that's that spills over into. I don't want this to become like a you know the Bose critical of Sky Wars, but like the the judging sheet they send that to you guys, right? They send that to you guys so you, like you understand uh, what all the categories are. Really? They oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. No, okay. yeah, we get the, we get the categories. Yes. I was like, oh my god, what? <laughs> what the? Fuck? He wings it, man. Oh uh, yeah, he wings it. How to do? <laughs> did I meet your metrics that I had no idea even, even existed? Yeah. How to do? Um. So the metrics in and of themselves, and like I, I'd have to go back and, and reference them from previous years, but like the metrics, it just there's so much in the way that they're worded that tends to spill over into other categories on the judging sheet. I think it could be a little, uh, it, it could be defined a little better. I just, maybe it just needs some a look by the board. Um, but yeah, I don't, it's, it's tough, man, because at the end of the day, you are judging something that's completely subjective. You know, like beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? And you're judging something based on its execution, but also like, Everything from beginning to end, the entire encompassing experience from, you know, the selection of the music to, um, you know, through to all of the technical aspects of the display and then some, you know, so like it is hard, genuinely, genuinely hard to do that. And then you judge last year's show against the three competitors and you're like, what? <laughs> How do uh-huh. I differentiate between yep. the three here? Come on now. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, it's you know, like the, it wasn't a landslide by any means. It's like these are all so well done. I can't. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. No, thank you. No judging here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you, uh, Jamie, have your application ready to go. That uh, Danger Zone awesome. show you did was uh, awesome. Uh, he's next, man. It. it was all smoke. He never saw it. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> video or it didn't happen. There's a video. You just can't see it. Exactly. So it still exactly. never happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I tell you what, dude. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to talk about Jamie like he's not sitting right here, but like his, he he's like, you know, I see, I, I look at both of you guys and like, I, I just like Mike, I think I saw, um, Oh God, I can't remember. What was it? Like you had video up from a show that was before sky wars. Didn't you? I want to say, I saw a video of one of your shows somewhere before. Yeah. They put some out there. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause like, you can always tell when people take this stuff so seriously that, you know, like you said, when you go to events, you're looking for, ideas. You're looking for ideas. You're looking for, you know, things to improve upon. And then you make a insanely measurable change from one outing to the next outing. You know, Jamie is the exact same way. Like I, every time I go to one of his shows, I watch the show. I'm blown away with what he's done. I mean, his first fucking pirate musical that he put up, I'm like, my God, that was your (laughs) first 
I, it's like, I, it took, I don't know, three or four years to even like get myself to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm, I, I consider myself even remotely close to that. So, I mean, it's just a testament for how you guys soak up the information that is available. Like you guys soak up information that's available, but you're, you're taking that information and like you're creatively making it your own. Like you're putting your own spin on everything. And it's so impactful. You know, with the way that Jay, like Jamie does some of his shapings now and like the, the way that you do, I like, like in your technical approach to Sky Wars last year, one thing that totally blew me away, which was not only just your use of the space, but like how you, you were creating slow shapings, you know, like a lot of times you'll mm-hmm. see these shapings take place in different verticals. And, you know, you can see a designer kind of trying to fill the voids in those spaces, but like you were doing that, but you were doing it in a way that I'd not really seen. I'd not really seen people do super like, like slow pacing that did totally tailor itself and fit that piece of music. But it was hugely impactful because it's like, Oh wow. I have been watching this display for, I feel like 45 seconds. And I'm like, I've not seen a designer yet that does that. And I've watched a lot of shows over the last several years. So it's, it's really special to see people, you know, innovate and keep trying to do new things. So just do that this year. Will you? I'm going to get started no as soon as this is over. <laughs> After he gets the theme down. Did you hear that, Jamie? We've inspired him to start designing his champion of champions show. Mike, I, I really need somebody to make the uh, decision between the two things we have. So yeah, if you guys want to stop the recording, I'll uh, <laughs> ask you, then um, I can get going I don't know. On maybe this. you do. Maybe you do have just as much work into this as AJ did. If you decide two totally separate shows, <laughs> you're just going to do a coin well, flip to see which one you go with. <laughs> I think that's what I'll do. I'll send both soundtracks in tomorrow and just see <laughs> just what kind of response I get. Out of them. Actually, yeah. he's going to set up both shows in the field and after he sees the other people go, he's like, all right, this is is what we're doing. <laughs> hey, folks, we have an extra show that has to go uh, off tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Oh, man. Well, Mike, I wish you the best of luck at Sky Wars this year. Uh, you know, all, all we want is the show to go off and people to enjoy it. I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, with Sky Wars, that's it, it's become such an event to me. You know, just over the last um, three years now, this will be the fourth year. It's, um, you know, it's just uh, something really special to us. So, you know, more than anything, I just want Sky Wars to be successful. And man, uh, Scott, you know, I, I wish I could see more of his shows. Um, but, yeah, you know, Scott and AJ yeah. were on a we're on a group chat. Um, uh, you know, we're chatting all the time. I'm hearing about, you know, Scott's grandkids or Scott's wife, you know, AJ and his wife and his kids and, you know, the activities and, you know, they're hearing about me and, um, yeah, you know, I, it's become a really good bond. And so love those guys. I want their shows to be incredible. And, yeah. um, you know, I can't wait to, uh, to watch them. Are you like AJ and you just can't wait for all this to be like over? <laughs> God, the um, stress on you guys right now, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's uh All right, see you got you heard it here, Jamie. He's ready to do it again. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I will be so glad to have a, uh, a year where this uh, stress is not on there. I'll help somebody out, but yeah, it's uh 
deciding on the theme and putting the show together and you know heck if I did it again it would be like all us open sourced uh, pyro show yeah yeah no yeah it'll be like a <laughs> open source you know theme A B C or D okay hey it's A um, uh, okay um, you know here's the catalog it'd be like pyro jam here's the catalog you know yeah. they submit yeah. you know for the scene one and we'll pick the best one <laughs> plug it yeah. in so yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. I'll yeah. do all the uh, I'll do the, all the cushy stuff from the comfort of my own home, and then <laughs> send you guys a script, and then you shoot it. This sounds like a perfect situation for me. Oh man! Well, well, I can't wait to see you guys. Can't wait to see your dad there. He's yeah, always I, can't, a blessing. I can't wait to see. Yeah, I love love pops, man. Love pops. Love you guys. I can't can't wait to see you, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year. Um, Jamie, you got any uh, got any last questions for uh, Mikey before we cut him loose? <sighs> No, man. Best of luck to you. I can't wait to see you next month. And uh, I can't wait to see your show that you haven't started working on yet. <laughs> I appreciate it. Might send you a couple of uh, spots to fill in for me. Perfect. I'm, I'm great at spot Better filling. Better watch out. Me. He's got some leftover meteor storms from that shitty batch. <laughs> find yourself with a lot of void space you need to fill. I got some non-sky sky comments. <laughs> sky, sky comments. Yeah, that's one product I've never uh, shot, and I'm not using it for uh, Sky Wars. It's such a pretty effect, man, and it's different too. Yeah, it's different. It's really I, I appreciate that. I really appreciate it when when these guys go out and create some some new effects. Speaking of effects, I guess this will be the last thing I I talk about here before we cut you loose. But the amount of product that you guys have this year, and I just know this from <laughs> chats with Scott and AJ, it's just. It's fucking absurd to me how much product that they gave you guys. The first thing I asked AJ when he said, yeah, they upped the budget again, they gave us this much more. I'm like, well, they given you guys more time? And he's like, <laughs> no. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, it was technically one minute longer. Yeah. <laughs> it went from six to eight, seven to nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, again, manage the product, this. right? Yeah. Manage the product. You got this. You don't have to use all the budget. I mean, you know, that's... That's just the yeah, it's like a like a John Petrucci solo, man. The uh, the notes that he doesn't play are just as important as the ones that he does play. Oh, but uh, who Great knows? Quote. You get a judge that just appreciates sky puke, and then you got a problem. <laughs> but what you will not have is any shortage of product, so you'll be fine. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> do some alternate cues. You know, I did not program any last time. I guess maybe I should Dude, do that. But. I don't. I don't know how I'd feel if a if a designer at the table told me he's like, "Yeah, I got a I got a bunch of alternate cues in here just in case." Like, what? What an alternate show! I never thought of that. <laughs> oh. Mikey, you are the man, dude. Thank you so much for for popping out. Um, and we'll have you on again. I was thinking about I was thinking about this, and I don't know how I feel about it yet. Um. I don't know if like your core group of guys. So at Sky Wars, um, you know Jamie and I think Chad and I and the wives. We got this this monster uh, Airbnb. But I was thinking maybe I'll bring some of like the mobile podcast gear. I'd love to have like a. Well, we could have a fire pit at the house. Yeah, well, I just love that. I'd love to have a night house. where either <laughs> you know, like I bring out each of the like bring out each of the teams, you know, like the primary designer and a couple of people from the team, and then you know, just like have a big round table and kind of talk about things. And I know, yeah. I know that you guys have plenty of stuff going on. I don't know how hectic. Uh, like, did it come down to the wire for you last year? 
Nope. And I, I've got more help this year than I had last year. I, That's I, right. You got an open call for help. You got an open, <laughs> open call, call for help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can, I can bring stuff over to your house. Like we can hot glue, you know, stop talking. I need more hot glue and less words. <laughs> well, I'll come over to the house, do a podcast, and work on everybody's show at the same time. There we go. Yeah. And, and, and I'll say a tip for, you know, the, the pyros that are coming to Skywars, either for the first time or have come a lot and have stayed at hotels. The, the Innsbruck is a great place to stay. Come yeah. get two nights, Friday night, Saturday night. Um, you know, go to their Innsbruck vacations or VRBO or Airbnb. Um, you know, you all are going to love it over there. That's where we've stayed all four years. So, you know, that's, it's, it's, uh, it's a really nice, nice place and it's just down the road. So, um, you know, make the yeah, best Dad of the and I stayed in the best Western for several years. Um, yeah. but not this year. Uh, Jamie, Jamie's got money. So I'm just going to stay with him. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> oh, uh, Mikey, you're the best, buddy. Thank you so much for coming, man. Thanks, guys. Stop talking about it. Yeah, stop talking about it. Stop talking about it? <laughs> <laughs>